Hello and welcome to Parenting with Play. I'm really pleased that you're here. This week, I want to share three things not to do when your child is having a big cry or a big tantrum. I hear this all the time from parents who, you know, obviously you want to do the best when your child is upset. You actually don't want them to be upset in the first place, do you? Because it's horrible seeing your child upset, especially about things that you might think are really inconsequential or even things that are really painful. You don't want your child to feel pain. You don't want your child to feel hurt and upset. But one of the first things I really want to say is not to do when your child is having a big cry or a tantrum is to panic. It's very easy to fall into the panic thing and thinking that your job is, you you know, something is terribly wrong and that your job is to stop whatever it is being terribly wrong from happening. And obviously, if your child is in immediate danger, of course you want to stop that. And if something is within your control, to some extent, you want to stop your child from being seriously hurt, of course. What I'm talking about is when your child is having a big cry over what we call the broken cookie syndrome syndrome thing, Um, when your child is having a really big cry about something that you've either set a limit over, a really reasonable limit over, or they're crying about something that's happened to them, you can it's quite easy to start panicking to think there's something terribly wrong what's going on oh my god this is awful oh and you can get really panicked and I know when I first started listening to my child my daughter in particular I'd be like oh my god this feels so terrible oh what's going on I don't want her to feel this way and I want to do everything in my power to stop her from feeling this way so but I really want to remind you that crying and tantrum with tantruming with you is healthy. It's normal. And it's a really effective way for your child to release the stress that they're carrying because your child is going to get stressed about everyday things. Mean things are going to happen to your children, whether that's at school, with their siblings, in interactions with other people, whether they're going to hurt themselves. You know, all of these things is just part of life. And as much as we would love to protect our children from anything bad happening to them, that's just not possible. And it's not a healthy way to live either. So to remember that things are going to happen to your child that they're not going to like. You're going to say no to another TV program that they're not going to like. They're not going to like you stopping them. So it's really effective way for your child to offload the stress because if they don't have a big cry if they don't tantrum with you they're going to be carrying that stress around with them and then that's going to build up and build up and then your child is really going to have a hard time and what happens is that when when we carry stress it can either explode externally and you know children become aggressive and adults become aggressive towards others or it can implode and it can go down inside. And then that's what leads to anxiety, to carrying that fear around and children go inward and then they carry that silently in them, like a real heavy weight inside of them. And we wanna help our children so that that doesn't happen. Either that they are lashing out at other people or you, or that they're just being weighed down by that anxiety and that fear. So your child crying with you is one of the healthiest things your child can do. Now, I know it's not always at a convenient time and you might not be in the mood to listen to it. So if that's the case, that's completely understandable. And just notice the next time that you are 
in the right frame of mind and that you are able and have the time, the space, the capacity to listen to your child and and feel comfortable in that process. Now, this is hard, easier said than done because chances are your parents either ignored you when you were crying or when you were angry and tantruming and sent you to a room or told you to be quiet and don't be so silly and all of those things, or your parent might have panicked <laughs> and distracted you and done everything possible in order to try and get you to stop crying. But both of those things don't actually help, didn't help you with the stress you would still be carrying that stress with you. You can push it down. We get very effective at distracting ourselves, but that stress then gets pushed down and then just builds up within us. So the best thing your child can do is to have the most almighty cry with you. And it can seem over completely inconsequential things like the wrong colored plate, like you've given them a biscuit and it's slightly off or or that they have, you know, if they've had a cry, if they're playing with you and then they slightly bang themselves and you go, that's not really a painful knock, is it? They're having an enormous cry about it. Really trust the process. Your child is crying for a really good reason. You're not forcing them to. You know, if your child, you, you've set limits with your children and sometimes they go, okay, it's not a big deal. Those times when they really have that big cry, there's more going on. And so you being with them, and this is the key. Often when we were little, we would cry on our own, which is more stressful. But when your child is crying with you, that is such a powerful healing process. So number one, do not panic when your child is having the biggest cry, even if it's about something that's really painful, even if it's about something you know, something like so-and-so was mean to me at school or at daycare today, it's a painful thing and it's painful for your child. So if your child doesn't cry and release their stress about it, that pain is going to stay stuck inside of them. Them crying with you releases that pain it, it they let it go and so then they're not carrying it anymore and so then they're going to be far in a far better position to then be able to cope next time somebody is slightly mean to them or they're going to feel more confident going back into that friendship group because they're no longer carrying that stress so trust the process patty whitfler the founder of hand in hand she calls it like an emotional poo so you could think of it like that if that's helpful you know we all need to, to, to do go to the toilet. And so this is a way of emotionally offloading the toxins. So if you can look at it like that, if that's a helpful analogy, then think of it like that. It's a really healthy, normal, natural way for your child to release stress. The second mistake thing that I see, particularly when parents then start to become more comfortable with the crying going, yeah, this is great. I'm going to be there. I want to, I really want to be connected with my child when they're having a good cry. I, I want them to know that I'm on their side. I'm with them. They're not alone. They're feeling that strong connection with me. The mistake that I see is the parent talking too much, offering too much reassurance and saying beautiful things, which are, are really lovely to say, such as I'm here, darling. I'm listening. I'm right with you. You've got this. I'm so here. Just let it all out. I'm listening. I'm here. Really beautiful things to say, but saying them too much. The key is to listen to your child. So 
you need to allow the space for your child to have a really big cry with you. If you are constantly offering that reassurance, I'm right here, I'm listening, you know, that interrupts the actual the healing process. It's 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 distracting as much as it is so lovely and warm and intending to be connecting. It's actually interrupting the the cry. And after a while, you'll notice that your child stops. And I often hear, yeah, yeah, my child is having a really good cry for like two minutes, five minutes, and then it stops. And so then I ask, you know, well, what was happening during that and hearing and realizing, and this is probably the number one mistake that I hear from parents who then they start to understand about this process, but then they talk too much. So if that is you, there's no judgment. We've all done things. And of course, you know, you, you're wanting to connect with your child and you want them to know that you're right there. But just notice how much you are talking. And when your child is in the full throes of the cry, you don't actually need to say anything because what you're doing is, is the work, just being there and offering your warm presence and confidence in them. That is the work. And then when things start to, to die down a bit, start to calm down and quieten, then you might want to offer that reassurance. And then that might be enough. Or that that might set your child off again. I would find sometimes with my daughter, just me repeating, I love you so much, especially after her brother was born. That would bring on the tears again. But when your child is having a big cry, just allow them to cry. You don't need to talk too much. So don't interrupt too much because as much as that's well-meaning, it's actually interrupting the healing process. You want your child to cry vigorously for as long as they need. And that can be five, 10 minutes. Chances are though, it could be like 30, 40 minutes. So, you know, if you've got the time to listen to them, let it just keep going and just listen. The third mistake or thing that I, I see and hear from parents. So the, the third thing I would suggest that if you're noticing to not do so much of is to ask your child to use their words. And this is a really common thing. You know, we're so much more aware of emotions and how important that is. And particularly for people who are not so comfortable with the crying is to asking their child to just use their words, to explain that they're angry, to say that they're angry rather than being angry. And that's not how emotions work. Emotions work because we feel them. I can't say, yeah, I'm feeling really angry. Can you get the sense that I'm angry? No. When somebody's angry, of course, they sound it. They feel it. They feel it in every fiber of their body. It's when they stomp around and we move and we lash out and we hit or we throw things or we, oh, you can feel it. It's not enough for your child to say, yeah, I'm feeling really angry right now. Yeah, maybe I'm feeling a bit frustrated too. That's not the way that your child is tapping into their emotions. That's not the way for you to best help your child through those emotions. The best thing you can do is to allow your child to feel those emotions. You don't need to talk about it. What you need to do is to do the listening, to really be with your child whilst they are in the feeling. This is all about connecting with your child with wherever they're at. So when your child is upset and sad and, you know, angry, to connect with them through that emotion. So that could be obviously stopping them from lashing out at people and throwing things around the place, but to really stay connected with them and allow that healing process to just flow. 
that they will rage and scream and be so upset, so sad. And again, you don't want your child to feel so sad. And it's much easier to hear from your child, yes, mummy, I was feeling sad yesterday. Oh, darling, that sounds terrible. You don't need to feel sad because blah, 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 blah. That's not going to shift the sadness in your child. The, the way you shift it is going, oh, I hear that was it must have been really tough. And your child just cries and cries and cries with you. And when you do that, and for those of you who've done that, it's very, it's quite hard to explain, but the difference in your child afterwards is so significant that once you've seen it, you then know. Sometimes you can go, yeah, they cried for like 10 minutes, nothing really shifted. I'm not really sure about this. That's because your child hasn't cried enough. Maybe because you were talking too much or asking them to explain what was going on. You don't, they don't need to explain what's going on. They just need to just cry about it which can be hard because then you go, well, what happened? Who said that to you? What happened? Oh my goodness. No, I don't want that to happen to you. I'm going to sort this out. No, just allow them to cry and rage and, and be, you know, fall apart with you. And then afterwards, perhaps not immediately afterwards, but perhaps, you know, when they're going to bed that night, you know, when they're calm and happy and, and relaxed with you, then you can go, oh, sweetheart, what happened at school? Tell me a bit more about it. And sometimes they might not, no, it's fine. That actually don't worry about it because they've healed it or then that could be the opportunity there might still be some more feelings there or that they but they will be in a better position to actually tell you what happened and what and this is, goes back to the don't panic is initially it can come out that you know something terrible happened to your child and you're like oh my god what's been going on but those are the, actually the feelings about what happened and actually when they offload the feelings and then they're in a, another time with you and they're feeling more relaxed and they're, they've had that chance to clear, then they can actually say, oh yeah, this happened, but I did this first and this is what happened and this is a context. And you go, oh, okay, actually that's all right. You know, I get that. I can see how that happened. It's not this, oh my gosh, the teacher was horrible to you and the children were awful to you and there's all this complete disaster. Everybody's picking on you. That's how it could be that the child feels at the time once they've offloaded some emotions about it, then then it starts to come out and then it's actually, okay, I can see what's happening. And I mean, there still could be the time that everybody was horrible to them. And so then, then that would be an opportunity for you to then afterwards to then see what you can do in that situation, especially if they're away from you. But allowing your child to have those big emotions about it, to offload them with you, their mind then literally starts to clear and then they're going to be able to cope with those situations a lot better. So allow the process to happen. Trust it. Don't panic. Trust it. And uh, it's easier said than done when I, I really struggled <laughs> to begin with to listen to my child. I thought this is never going to end. This is horrendous. Oh, my God, what's going on? But the more that I did it, the more that I could see the significant difference in my child afterwards. Like They were lighter. They were brighter. What they were crying about wasn't the issue. And in actual fact, what they're crying about generally isn't the issue. Or it could be, the, say somebody was mean to them at school, but it could be on the back of somebody else being mean to them last week and somebody, you know, and it's like this flow on effect. So if our child hasn't had the opportunity to heal, it builds up, builds up, builds up, and then it comes out over something that might seem to be quite inconsequential. So just allow the tears, know that there's always a really valid reason why your child is upset. Always. Even if you don't know what it is, even if you can't quite figure it out, 
just know that your child has a really valid reason for crying. And the best thing that they can do is to cry with you. That is what's healing. So don't panic. Don't listen. So don't panic. Don't talk too much. Don't don't talk over them. Uh, give them the space to have that cry and that release with you. And the third thing is don't ask them to talk about how they're feeling. Allow them to feel the feelings. And then later on, you can talk about it or you might not need to. But don't don't force them to talk about the emotions because that's not what's going to help. What's going to help is then them to feel it with you. And I really just want to offer how significant that is what you're doing. Also how hard it is, but how transformative it is. This is way more effective than, than your child talking about things with you or with somebody else. You are doing extraordinary deep work with your children by doing this. So don't underestimate the power that you have to help your child heal. It is extraordinary and it just transforms everything for them. So I know it's hard. So if you want help, come and reach out. I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. I've got Annoying to Amazing, which is my online program where you get six weeks or eight weeks, eight weeks of support whilst also going through the program. And you'll realize it will sort of compound and you'll then understand how it all fits together. How the crying, the play, what's going on for you, it all fits together. And also have it sort of cemented within you because it's great to listen to a podcast. Isn't it? I listen to loads of podcasts and go, oh yeah, I can do that. But actually in the heat of the moment, you're going, holy cow, oh my God, now what? So reach out for support because this is, this is really hard work, but it's so transformative. And once you get it, then... It, things become so much easier and you you will feel so much more confident knowing that you how to help your child and that you really are helping your child all right have a great week uh, I'd love to hear how you're going if you've got any specific questions that you want answering reach out email me at helena at parentingwithplay.com.au I would love to hear from you and I would love to know what else specifically you want answered on the podcast I'm going to get some great guests in soon as well and just going through I really want you to have that beautiful connection with your child and, and knowing that you're helping them at a really deep level and I want you to feel fulfilled at a deep level too so reach out okay have a great week I'll see you soon bye